from the front lines of the green rush. This is Green Entrepreneur, where business owners talk about how they found success in cannabis and how you can too. Hey everyone, welcome to the Green Entrepreneur podcast. My name is Jonathan Small and I am editor-in-chief of Green Entrepreneur. We have the amazing story of Lauren Lurch today. Lauren never planned on getting into the CBD business, but in 2017, she was attending a music festival in Las Vegas with some friends when she suddenly found herself under fire from a sniper who was taking aim at all the innocent concert goers. It was horrible. More than 60 people were killed that day. Thankfully, mercifully, Lauren and her friends escaped alive. But she witnessed so much carnage, and it left her with acute anxiety and PTSD. And Lauren looked for relief, but prescription medications weren't helping her. But a friend turned her on to CBD, and within a few weeks, her life began to change. So much so that she decided she wanted to help others. And she found out about a CBD franchise called Your CBD Store. And a few months later, she opened up a shop. Her store was so successful that she's opened up three more. And she's now looking to expand even further. So here is the inspiring story of Lauren Lurch. Lauren Lurch, welcome to the Green Entrepreneur Podcast. Thank you. Thank you for having me. So let's set the scene here a little bit. Tell me a little bit where you were in your life before you discovered CBD. So let's take it sort of pre, uh, pre-CBD experience in your life. What, what were you doing? What was your, where are you from? Yeah. That kind of thing. Yeah, well, I was um, born and raised out here in California. So I've always lived out in this area. I am happily married. I got three kids, which uh, we're used to all these Zooms now. Thankfully, my kids are back in school, but this is kind of the new norm. Um, But, you know, prior to this, it's kind of funny. I feel like I'm probably one of the few people that when I actually first discovered CBD, I didn't know much about it. Um, I knew about cannabis, obviously used cannabis, like, you know, in high school and stuff and through my young adult life, but didn't really know much about CBD. And I was introduced to it from a good friend of mine. So you didn't know a lot about CBD before, but then tell me about, and I know this is hard to to relive and I'll, I'll be, I want to be sensitive. And obviously if it's too much to talk about, let me know, but tell me a little bit about this traumatic event that you unfortunately had to face in your life when when what happened why were you there that kind of thing if you could well um i'm kind of a big believer that you know sometimes there's a lot of connection that happens and you know for me i my kind of i guess story i guess started back in october 2017 um didn't know anything about cbd pretty much prior to that day Um, So I had gone away for the weekend with a group of girlfriends um, and had a great time. First three nights, we went out to Las Vegas for a country concert. And um, the first three nights were completely just amazing. Um, Last night ended up in um, gunshots. We were a part of the, it was the Route 91 Country Music Festival that was in Las Vegas. And it was really, really hard. Um, You know, I don't think anybody quite really imagines being an event like that. And I think 
if we ever think about that, everything we might think we might do, <laughs> sometimes we don't do. And I just remember that night thinking like, there's no way that I'm done. Like I haven't done enough. I haven't helped enough. And I really just like begged for a second chance. Honestly, like I can remember like laying underneath people, just God, give me a second chance. Like I, I'm not done. I haven't given enough. I haven't shown enough. And, um, thankfully, you know, we, my girlfriends and I made it out and, you know, we were uninjured minus, you know, scrapes and bumps and bruises and everything. Um, you know, so my heart does really go out to, you know, all the people that were, you know, lost that night, the families affected, um, and the survivors too, whether it was, you know, permanent physical injuries or even just all the PTSD that came along with it. Cause you know, we're three years later and, you know, I'm like, oh, I'm good. I'm good. And I find myself getting choked up now, you know? So it's like, you, you never really heal from something like that. For those who don't remember this event, and it was, I remember it very vividly. You know, I wasn't there, but I remember hearing about it and it was, there was a gunman that was set up in a hotel and he was shooting down at people. Police say a 64-year-old Nevada man opened fire last night on a country music festival. He opened fire from the 32nd floor of the Mandalay Bay Hotel across the street from the concert hall. Police say he was armed with at least 10 rifles from that vantage point. Country music star Jason Aldean was playing for thousands of fans, 22,000 fans, just after 10 p.m. last night, Sunday night, when the gunman began unloading hundreds of rounds into the crowd. And so you were right there in the middle of this big crowd of people. I'd actually been to that festival the year before. And, you know, I remember feeling so safe. You know, there was a lot of law enforcement, you know, really good environment, good vibes, good people. Um, so never in a million years would you think something like that would happen. Did you hear shots? I mean, were yeah. you aware of what was going on? Um, at first, we thought it was fireworks. So that was, you know, again, you talk about PTSD, something that was very triggering. And, mm. you know, I feel like I'm good now, but, you know, cars backfiring, things like that would really set me off. Um, so we thought it was fireworks at first. And then we actually started seeing people get shot. And that's when kind of the, you know, oh. Wow. Kind of, so you actually saw people falling we down. Did. We did. And that was probably what was so traumatic too of like, oh, wow, this is real. Like we might not make it out. And, you know, I can remember calling my husband, you know, trying to call my parents to say, you know, bye. Cause at that time we didn't really know where the gunman was. We, you know, thought it might be someone in the crowds. So you immediately knew this was a gunman. Like it was pretty obvious. Yeah, we definitely knew. I mean, we, if you look back on the map, it's kind of crazy because you'll see the whole layout of the concert. And there was one area, if you're facing the stage to the front right of the stage there was like eight people that passed away unfortunately and that's where we were we i mean we had people all next to us and so Whoa. it was it was intense you know definitely um definitely a day that you don't ever forget and although i feel like i've grown from that you know it's there's not really a place that i go to obviously now we're not really going anywhere but there's not a place that i don't go to that i don't think something like that could happen so while i i feel you know better i always think about that and so i always feel like i'm approaching places with an exit plan and kind of really hyper alert of my surroundings i mean well the incredible thing about this so you you you're from thousand oaks California. And there was another mass shooting 
in Thousand Oaks at a country music um, bar. We have breaking news about that deadly mass shooting in a Southern California bar and country music venue. The Ventura County Sheriff says a gunman opened fire inside as it was crowded with more than 100 people, many of them college students. And was that after this all happened or before? You know, it was. And that's kind of, you know, in the beginning when I said I believe that sometimes things are connected and you know, I'm spiritual. So I, you know, definitely kind of believe in sometimes, you know, God puts things in your life for a reason. And I don't think that was necessarily a reason. Of course, I wish an event like this never happened. Um, but I had opened up my store in Thousand Oaks back in August, uh, 2018, um, just shortly a year before our one year kind of anniversary and about three, a couple months after I opened, about three months, um, that shooting happened at, it's called Borderline Country Music and Bar. And I grew up out here, so I visited that place, I mean, probably 50 times or more. So I was really familiar with that, um, you know, that bar. And, you know, it was really hard when that happened, because obviously it brought back a lot of, a lot of PTSD for me. And I just know how hard and long the process is. And so I felt really, you know, just sad for all these kids and and young adults of what they were about to experience with their healing process. And ironically, I had several people that were at that shooting come into our store and look towards CBD as a natural way to kind of help with the emotions and everything that was going on. And you know, it's kind of interesting because it came around for me full circle where, you know, I'm sad what happened. And again, I really wish it didn't, but I was so at peace with knowing that like all the pain that I had gone through, I was actually able to be extremely transparent with other people. And one of our kind of mantras in our store, we actually had a local muralist uh, paint it in our store in Santa Clarita. Um, is you don't have to be strong here. And I love that because I feel like, you know, for a long time after my healing, I tried to hold it together. And I think sometimes we have, we live in this state, not necessarily state, but like this era where, you know, you got to yeah, be, be tough, strong, you know, you got to yeah. pull it together. You have to be strong. You know, you got social media, you've got, you know, just comparing yourself to other people. And I kind of felt like as a, a wife and as a mom and a business owner, um, I just, I had to keep myself together and you know, it's exhausting yeah. actually. It's so exhausting to try to hold it together when you're dying inside. And when the borderline event happened, you know, it was like, I can just be raw and real. And I mean, we shared tears with customers. I mean, we shared hugs and, um, back when you can hug mm. people, right? <laughs> Seems like a long time ago. You know, it, was, it does I seem know. like a long time ago. So for that, I was really, you know, thankful for being able to connect on a completely different level. So let's take me back to after the incident in Las Vegas, you had mentioned you came back and you were obviously traumatized by this event. I mean, who wouldn't be? Yeah. Um, tell me a, a little bit about what your life was like in the months that that followed as far as your trauma and some of the symptoms that you were experiencing. Yeah, um, I was really scared. You know, I was actually really scared that something bad was still going to happen, that I lived through this, you know, catastrophe, but, you know, that I was going to get into a car accident um, or I just I was really fearful. And I'm 
I don't consider myself a very fearful person. And so I just didn't like that. Um, unfortunately, my grandma had passed away shortly after and I had to uh, take a flight and I was so scared to go on the flight. And it, that's again, not like me, um, you know? And so I remember, you know, going to my doctor to try to get a prescription. Um, and I'm not one that typically takes, like, I don't even really take Tylenol or ibuprofen or anything, but I just felt so desperate to not feel so uncomfortable anymore. Um, you know, I remember going to the DMV to get my ID because my birthday is October 4th. So it was a couple days right after. And so I had to get a new ID and a car backfired and I, and I literally a motorcycle actually. And I had, I had literally started panicking so bad that I thought I was having a seizure. Like I couldn't stop shaking. And I just remember like sitting there just crying, thinking like, what is this my new normal? Is this, I'm just any little sound, any little noise. Mm. You know, I had taken my daughter to Disneyland, which used to always be so joyful for us. It was our, you know, kind of mommy and me days and, you know, fireworks and same thing. I, I feel like I'm a pretty strong person, Yeah, but I, you can't control some of those internal reactions. Right. Um, it's not you. It's, it's yeah. not. And so that was hard. So I had tried doing some therapy and some um, groups. And for me, it was interesting because I felt like the everybody in our like small groups were all taking like Xanax and, you know, taking all these other, you know, an opioid, an opioid or, you know, something to kind of like mask it. And that's not me. So I just remember sitting in those groups thinking like, is this really the only answer? Like everybody's doing fine, but they're all on something, you know. I don't want to be on something. I don't want to feel different. I just, I just want to feel better. I just want to get through this. So at, at that point, how did you, how did you discover CBD as, 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 um, a therapeutic tool for you? So one of my really good friends, um, her name's Rachel Quinn, and she's actually the founder of Your CBD Store, mm. um, had known what I had gone through and knew I was struggling and mailed me a bottle of our water soluble. And I don't feel like I'm a very like placebo person. <laughs> you know, I'm kind of like, I'll try it, but I highly doubt it's going to fix me. Like I'm a mess. <laughs> yeah. And I'll be honest, like I didn't notice anything for the first couple weeks. Like I mean, and I would take it every single day. I mean, she was nice enough to mail me a bottle. I'm like, I might as well at least, you know, really give it a shot. And I remember it was like the third week that I woke up one day and I just remember, I'll never forget that feeling. It was almost like I was floating in the sense of I'm like, I feel fine right now. Like, hmm. whoa, like I'm waking up and I feel good. Like I have, what it was actually is I felt like I had joy hmm. and I hadn't woken up like that in a long time. And this was actually like in, this was in May. I mean, it had been a while. I mean, it had definitely been six, seven months and not that I had given up, but I just kind of felt like I wasn't going to be happy again in a sense. And so that was my first experience actually with CBD was taking a sun med water soluble. <laughs> wow. And, uh, and it really, incredible. and you, had you been taking any anti-anxiety medications? I or? had, I had, I had taken a few different ones that I had worked with my doctor on 
you know, and it's interesting. I mean, I, you know, I think that obviously there's a time and a place and a need for, for certain things. But for me, I experienced a lot of side effects too, from taking some, you know, anti-anxiety medications. Um, I remember one of them was I would get really angry. <laughs> like it literally would make me feel like my skin mm. was crawling from like the inside out. Um, I also suffered a lot of weight gain. And I mean, probably for anyone, but especially a woman, you have anxiety you're angry and now you're 40 pounds heavier that's just not a good combination yeah, pissing you off yeah yeah it was bad so i had tried a few different types and then i hadn't been on anything for a couple months when i started cbd okay so here you are you're you're, you're finding some relief with cbd you're getting your life back and you know a lot of people might at that point just be like yay i found cbd and it, it helped me and thank god and you know i'm alive but you decide to actually take it to the next level and you decide to actually inquire about maybe getting into the business of CBD. So tell me a little bit about that origin. Absolutely. Well, here's also what's crazy. And this is something I don't really talk about too much is, you know, the night that the shooting happened, you know, we were again with a group of girlfriends and we had met some other friends and I had said something that was really profound for me. I had said probably, and it could have been more than like 10 minutes before everything went down. I was like, you know, I feel like I have a really big change in my life coming. I don't know what it is, but something huge in my life is about to happen. Hmm. And I don't know. I mean, obviously I was, you know, kind of begging for a second chance one, because I wanted to go home and hug my kids, hug my husband, you know, but two, I just, I knew that there was something bigger for me. I really did. And you know, that's where I feel like, you know, CBD came into my life for a, for a purpose and for a reason. Um, I absolutely love what we do. It doesn't feel like a job. It's the most amazing opportunity to know that you're helping people. Tell our audience what it is that you do do. So you, so you decided you had this, you made this decision that you wanted to get into the CBD business. You want to help others, right? Like you. And I think when we talked first, you had investigated different ways of getting involved in the CBD business. And tell me a little bit about that. And then you found out about, I mean, I guess you had this friend that that had started your CBD store. So you had that connection there. Right. Well, we're in California. So there's, you know, obviously a lot of cannabis around us. Yeah. So, you know, I had, I had visited a few stores, you know, just to kind of, you know, see what was out there. And it was very, there was you know, and this was back in 2018, there was a lot of cannabis out there. There was, you know, a fair amount of CBD, but it seemed very inconsistent. And then the people that I felt like I was talking to at that time, especially didn't really know much. Like I kind of felt like it was just, well, yeah, this is it. But it's like, they didn't really care about me. They just, you know, we're going to sell me a product. And, um, my friend Rachel that had, you know, mailed me the bottle of product to try had founded this company. And one of the reasons why she had started it was kind of a similar thing was, you know, she wasn't getting the same, she wasn't getting a consistent product every time, you yeah. know, or a consistent experience. And so that's kind of where your CBD store got founded. Um, so my friend Rachel had two stores in Florida uh, that she had just opened up. She had them open for like 90 days. And, um, I decided, you know what, let me check out your store. Um, if this works as good as it's worked on me, I'd love yeah. to be able to offer it to other people. 
And I flew out there and checked out her store and uh, came back and signed a lease over in Thousand Oaks. Um, right that, away. Yeah. Right. I mean, like right away. I just I knew that this is what I wanted to do. And then uh, shortly after that, about six months after we had started seeing a lot of customers travel from other cities. So we opened up a second location and then a third location. And we've kind of expanded from that. So how many locations do you have now? So I personally have four locations um, and then I help with the onboarding of new store owners. So it's really exciting to see, you know, people come in, learn about CBD, maybe have a testimony of their own and then be able to get to uh, offer the same experience to customers too. And you could have maybe just come out with a CBD line or something or just a CBD store, your own kind of mom and pop brick and mortar CBD store, but you decide to do a franchise. And I'm curious why that appealed to you. Yeah. You know, and we had kind of looked, we had kind of looked into just different options and different opportunities. Um, But, you know, your CBD store and the SunMed products I felt was very appealing because they were really looking at also the bigger picture of things. And what I mean by that is, you know, there's CBD stores, obviously, anywhere. There's some great products out there. And then there's some products that probably shouldn't be on the shelves, too. And so I loved the fact that they didn't settle for anything less. It wasn't about making, you know, a quick buck. They were really looking for that bigger picture of providing, you know, great quality products. Um, We just became certified organic. We're really excited about that. And we just, you know, I loved the fact that I felt like they were there more for the customer and not just for selling CBD. Right. You can buy CBD anywhere. I mean, let's be honest, what makes us different than, you know, going to a smoke shop or a gas station, you know? So we just, we really wanted to provide a certain experience for our customers um, with knowing we have the best quality products out there too. Right. And they took care of a lot of maybe some of the headache things of just starting your own business, right? I mean, absolutely. Yeah, they've got a great business model. You know, everything seems to be and I I was the like sixth or seventh store to open up. So I mean, I've really seen this company evolve. And it's been wonderful too. you know, because we are a startup company. It's very new still um, in an industry that's also ever so changing, you know. So it's been great that they've been able to make it as seamless as possible. Um, now from, you know, the furniture packets, you know, where everything's almost like a one-stop shop order. But the one thing that they haven't changed is again, quality products, customer comes first, um, and then continued support as well, especially during, you know, COVID, um, it's been really nice to see how they've remained faithful to all the store owners, um, you know, when as a whole, you know, a lot of people are struggling right now. Right. And I should mention here, there, there are other CBD franchises, not a lot of them, but there are other ones. And in general, um, what is your advice for people getting into that, that might be listening to this, that might want to start their own franchise? Like, what would you tell them that you kind of wish you knew before getting into the business? You know, I think I'm kind of a rare person where I didn't come into this business, you know, because of cannabis. I really kind of felt like I accidentally fell in it. Um, But don't do any shortcuts, you know, put your whole heart into it. Make sure you do your research. 
Um, you know, know what your competition is and, and don't look at it sometimes necessarily competition. I think that there's plenty of cannabis, uh, you know, available for plenty of people. So it's not necessarily like a competitive field, but just, um, you know, be, be smart with your business, you know, take, take pride in it. You know, I think a lot of the times when you run into a field like this, where there was a huge opportunity, you know, I think a couple, you know, a year ago and probably still now it was almost like that gold rush period, you know, where everybody wanted to get into it. Well, if you're getting into it just because of that, there's a lot of competition out there that you got to have a bigger reason than. Right. And you, you you had a personal passion because it had changed your life or transformed your life. Yeah. In a lot of ways. And that helped, I think, in your success for sure. Um, did you have to have a lot of money up front to get into this business? You don't have to get into specifics with me, but what kind of an investment does does a person have to shell out in order to get? I, I would imagine it's less than, say, starting a Cold Stone ice cream, you know, uh, franchise or some other. Yeah, model. for sure. I mean, I think that um, we actually had a, I've got a packet here that shows the cost of other franchises. So, yeah. um, you know, less than Subway, I can tell you that. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> um, you know, I think it's, I think it's a, you know, a, a fair amount, you know, I don't think it's an alarming amount for anybody that's, you know, got a few business basics um, to see what it would cost you to start up a store. And, and what do you think the secret to your longevity is? Was it good timing? I know obviously some of it has to do with the your CBD store model, but your but not every franchise succeeds, by the way. Yours did. Sure. Have you ever thought a little bit about what it is that you put into your franchises that might have made them so successful? You know, we really focus on teamwork in our stores. We've got about, you know, 12 employees amongst the stores that I have. Um we do meetings a lot outside with other store owners too. And so I think it's very cohesive when, you know, a customer comes in, they're going to get a very similar experience. Um, but at least for our stores, I mean, we're really there to help our customers. Like our customer is by far the number one priority. And I know that might sound like a little cliche, but I mean, we really care about kind of what's led that consumer into our store. We listen to them. You know, we, we listen a lot. I mean, we'll, if customers on a, you know, certain medication, we won't sell it to them. I mean, yeah. we care about our customer. We're not there just to sell them CBD. And then we follow up with our customers a lot. So, you know, our goal and kind of our mission is to really partner with them, you know, to make sure that, you know, we're providing the right products and, you know, suggestions to make sure they're getting the most out of the products they're taking. It's a wonderful story. And uh, thank you so much for for sharing it with us. And I'm sorry about all that you've been through. How are you doing now as far as your are you, is your PTSD under control? Do you feel, I mean, I know it, it'll never go away, right? These things are, but how do you feel now? You know, I feel good. I feel really good. Um, you know, it's interesting was with PTSD, you can feel great. And then all of a sudden something hmm. will happen and you don't even know what it is. Um, I, I was driving actually, ironically, like two nights ago, I was driving home and I go over a, an overpass that's pretty high and there's like suicide, you know, signs, you know, by it. And there was a couple cops that was pulled, you know, pulled over with a car. And I thought it was someone that was trying to commit suicide. Oh God! And I immediately started crying and praying for this person because I remember how dark it felt at like the worst of my depression. Mm -hmm. And it wasn't anyone, it was a car just having car trouble. And so right. 
you know, and then I was like, okay, this is PTSD at its finest, right? right? You know, so I mean, and it's funny, it can be the littlest thing. So I mean, it's still there, but I'm so thankful for CBD and what it's been able to do for my life and in the hundreds of thousands, if not million others. You know, I think that everybody needs to, you know, learn more about CBD and, you know, just uh, it's, it's a good, good thing for sure. Good. Well, Lauren, thank you so much for sharing your story with us. And uh, I wish you all the best. Oh, thank you, John, so much for having me on here. Thank you for listening to the Green Entrepreneur Podcast. To find out more about Green Entrepreneur, you can go to greenentrepreneur.com or check out our magazine on newsstands everywhere. Check out our Instagram at Green Entrepreneur. We're also on Twitter, LinkedIn, Facebook, and all other social media feeds. If you like this podcast and you'd like to hear more from me, Jonathan Small, check out my other podcast, Right About Now, that's W-R-I-T-E, to get some in-depth interviews into the lives and stories of successful writers, how they got there, what they learned, and what you need to succeed. That's rightaboutnowmedia.com. Until next episode, we'll THC you later. <laughs>